You're listening to the Friends with Dogs podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Friends with Dogs podcast. I'm Gina Maynard, and this is my co-host, Rick Maynard. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the show where we talk to nice people who are doing nice things for dogs. It's a pretty simple concept. It is simple, Rick, but it's also a lot of fun. We hope everyone's having a great summer, including all of your furry friends. And speaking of furry friends, our Australian Shepherd Preston, the ever-present mascot for the show, is here with us under the table and at least thinking about just the right time to break out the squeaky ball. (laughs) That's true. It's been a few episodes since Preston has made an appearance, so this will probably be the night. What's on tap for this week's show, Rick? Really excited about this week's interview. We're going to be sharing the story of Baby Girl, a dog who recently found her forever home after being in an animal shelter for a long time. And I mean a really long time. Yeah, you know, we've heard stories about dogs who were adopted after months in a shelter. And occasionally we'll hear about a dog who's been in a shelter for even a year or more. But Baby Girl was adopted after spending, get this, 2,326 days at the Winnie Berry Humane Society of Angelina County, Texas. That's right, almost seven years waiting for her forever home. Yeah, it's a really inspiring story, and we so appreciate being able to talk to the, the shelter staffers as well as members of Baby Girl's new family. So from Lufkin, Texas, here's this week's Friends with Dogs podcast interview. with Dogs podcast interview. This is one we have been so excited about. Uh, We've been uh, talking to these nice folks for quite some time and we're just thrilled that uh, they've been able to join us. So first off, let's uh, welcome Christy Bice, who's the executive director of the Winnie Berry Humane Society, and then Liz Burns, who's the shelter supervisor. Did I get those titles correct? Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Well, thanks for joining. And then also we're going to be speaking with Monica and Mark Deaton, who are the adopters of Baby Girl. And this episode is all about Baby Girl's amazing story. So, Chrissy, to get us started, tell us a little bit about the Winnie Berry Humane Society. Absolutely. Uh, the Winnie Berry Humane Society of Angelina County is a longstanding nonprofit located in the piney woods of deep east texas lufkin texas um our mission is a long-standing it's housing the homeless animals dogs and cats um helping prevent the pet overpopulation in our area uh doing that through um spay neuter programs Uh, We have an educational outreach program that we provide to the community as well, and then adoption services. Sounds like a wonderful organization. So in a typical year, how many dogs and cats do you guys see there? Currently, right now, we adopt out uh, over 250 dogs and cats a year. Um, We are working on, of course, housing more because the need is always there. But um, we 
annually for the past three years uh, average out about 250. That's wonderful. Now for the spay neuter program, um, that's separate. We spay neuter approximately 565 dogs and cats a year uh, through our spay neuter program. So that makes a large impact in our community uh, in helping with unwanted litters from, you know, pet owners or sure. strays. Well, that's fantastic work. So we heard about your story and specifically about uh, baby girl's story. And we were just so excited to get a chance to talk to you. But for people who haven't heard anything about baby girl's story, tell us a little bit about uh, this dog, how long she's been with you. Baby girl was here whenever I joined the shelter in June of 2018. Uh, Liz here, uh, she joined the shelter in 2017. So she has a little bit longer time with baby girl than anyone else here uh, right now. She had been here for four years whenever I got here. And of course, we all grow, grow to love them. And with her being here every day with us, she became part of my personal family. And I felt I just fell in love with her. And, you know, we stick with them and we give them that second chance at life and get them into a forever home and get them adopted. So had baby girl been there four years before you got there? Yes. She had been there four years prior to me being here. Uh, and when she the day of her adoption, she had been here for two thousand. 326 days, um, which is about seven years. Unbelievable. She was originally surrendered um, in 2012. And then she would be adopted out several times from 2012 to 2014 and brought back. And so that went on for two years. And then for whatever reason, in 2014, the shelter said no more and she stopped being available for adoption. That's how she came to be a resident and such because we are a no-kill shelter. So, you know, she would just live here the rest of her days. We brought in a specialist who's certified behavioral specialist with dogs and such because we wanted to see if that, what I was working off of was a bunch of hearsay, right? And not facts necessarily. And so I needed to get my facts together. And so I brought this person in and he did some testing with her and working with her. And he determined that she is an adoptable dog. So he gave us the parameters of what type of home she needed and what we needed to be looking for. And we also took into account her history that we knew that was documented, mm -hmm. what we could see consistent in that documentation, you know, that might be a warning sign, like, for example, small kids was consistently in the documentation that it was bad, she would not do well with small children. So because that was consistent and uh, factual, we stuck to that, you know? Yeah, we're not but, gonna we're not gonna criticize her for that because I think that's in my documentation too. I'm not so good with small <laughs> kids either. So how old was she when she was surrendered? Uh, that's a great question. 
in 2012, she was two when she was on her surrendered initially. So um, you guys had had you reached this point where you thought, OK, baby girl's just going to be a resident here. What was her life like at the shelter there? I mean, obviously, the staff is going to get really close to her. But what was her life like being what, what at the time you thought was going to be a permanent resident? She was spoiled rotten. I had, a, I had, yes. a, I had a feeling lots that was going to be the answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Lots of love. Um, you know, she just, we just treated her differently. I know I treated her differently because. She was the in-house pet. <laughs> yeah. While we waited to find her a home, you know, it was hard finding her a home. And so the other animals are just going a lot faster, you know? So we just kind of loved on her a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, and spent a little bit more time with her and stuff. That's what was different for me, mm -hmm. you know? We provided more one-on-one -on -one with her because she, the other animals were coming in and going out, coming in and going out, and she's just kind of stuck here. And so we try to give her that one-on-one, -on -one, make her feel like she's at home, you know, bring her into the office and let her lay on the bed throughout the day, you know, sure. several times a week. So she felt like she was out in a home instead of in a shelter. We tried to make it as comfortable for her as possible. And, you know, like I said, she became part of my personal family. So I treated her like she was one of my own. Yeah. So talk a little bit about uh, when the decision was made uh, after you, um, you know, had her sort of evaluated by a specialist when the decision was made to put her up for adoption again. We were happy. We don't want to see anyone stay here forever. You know, we know that it serves them better being in homes than being in the shelter. Sure. So we were happy to hear from this gentleman that she's adoptable. And so we started developing a plan again, you know, how, how to get her out there, how to market her, how to, you know, get her noticed and stuff. And, um, just really start honing in on those opportunities um, that we could take advantage of. Sure. So do you guys have a feel for what kind of dog she is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a love bug. She is. Um, you know, she's proved us wrong even um, on some things. Like, you know, again, we were under the impression she wasn't going to be well with men, do mm -hmm. well with men. And um, because she had kind of always shown that behavior, right. you know, um, and plus it was documented, but she just showed that behavior even here at the shelter. And so uh, Mr. Deaton here, uh, you know, it's just, she, she's proved us wrong, mm -hmm. you know, because and Monica was the one that wanted the dog, but it's actually become Mr. Deaton's yeah. dog, <laughs> you know, so. That's a curse. So, yeah, let me be more specific in my question. Do you have a feel for what kind of breed she might be? Oh, she's a cur. Okay. Yeah, she's like a black mouth cur, Catahoula cur mix. Gotcha. Yeah, something like that. Looks like she might be from what I'm seeing on the screen, maybe 30 or 40 pounds. Yeah, she's about 44 pounds. Okay. 
Good. Well, um, since you brought up Mr. Deaton, who uh, apparently didn't want Baby Girl as his dog, and now Baby Girl <laughs> is his dog, let's talk to the Deatons a little bit. So, how did you guys hear about Baby Girl's story, and why did you decide you wanted to adopt her? Um, I've seen this story on Facebook. Um, a, a young lady that I went to school with, her brother, posted it, Yana Pounders, and I, I just kept reading the ad, and I, I, I was like, seven years why why is this dog in, in a pound for seven years you know that's what i felt and i thought um i really i really want her i really want her bad but you know i had to go through some hoops a little bit but um yeah it just if yana's story telling it from the winnie berry side and everything i would just i want that dog i just showed my husband the picture and i said i want her I want her and we have other dogs, mm -hmm. but I want this one. So then we made the phone calls and, and we got her. <laughs> I was surprised. That was another thing too. The Deatons had also mentioned to us when they came to get baby girl, that they had been here several times before, um, but hadn't ever had the it wasn't the right time so, so for the for the deatons what was it like when you first brought her home and did, did she settle in immediately or did it take a little bit of time um it was immediate it was something else she um she did fine with the other dogs like samantha who we brought to meet her she did really really good with her and then when we got home it was in later in the evening so it was almost bedtime so we put her in the bed. Well, Mark picks her up all the time, puts her in the bed, and she curled up right between us, and that was that. She laid on him. I knew it wasn't my dog anymore. <laughs> so from the very first moment, uh, she she felt right at home, and she even slept with you guys on the first night. Right, exactly. She, even what was different for us as well was um, – just even the way baby girl reacted to them the first time she saw them here, mm -hmm. you know, like we've watched her in, interact with other people and she's standoffish and very hesitant and just didn't approach. And with the Deatons, it was the opposite, you know, it just went really well. And it was it was emotional yeah. because it was going so well, mm -hmm. you know. It was like she literally chose them. Yeah, she did choose me. She reminded me of Anna. She did choose me. She had her eye on you guys. Oh, she sure did. And she had my heart immediately. So it was it was you're coming home with me. And we've tried, I mean, we had tried for years. So how you guys end up finding out about all of this is um we actually were doing a uh, an adoption event and I was highlighting baby girl in this adoption event. Um, and we had a local reporter out here and all this other stuff. And she remembered baby girl and uh, her story and all that. Well, whenever she was adopted by the Deatons, it was a real big thing here locally sure. because she had the heart and attention. We would post her on our social media stuff, if not every other week, at least once a month, you know, when people are praying for her, they are sharing the post. I mean, she really has the community's heart. 
and they wanted to see good things happen for her. So when she was adopted, the post just, we announced it and it just exploded. Well, that same reporter who had been here seven months earlier doing the reduced adoption uh, story, the adoption event story, Mm -hmm. she came back and wanted to do a follow-up. And uh, that's how much baby girl even affected her sure. uh, in that one visit. And so uh, she did the follow up story and it just went off from there. So and then that's how you guys hear about us is her through her follow up story on the adoption. So um, we've I put her on TV multiple times. We've had her on radio multiple times. We put her on social media. I mean, just anything we could do to get her story out there. We knew the right home was out there. Mm-hmm. We had to do the work to find, you know, to help find that right home. And then just kind of just rest and trust in the fact that those people are going to come to us. You know, if we do our part, the, the, the good is going to come off of that. So with all of that attention, would you say baby girl became a little bit of a diva? Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. She really is. Baby spoiled. girl has been a diva. <laughs> she is the biggest diva. She prances oh. like she's just a cutie. And that's what makes her so lovable for me. Yeah, she's she's very a diva. Very diva. She sleeps with her bear. She has a bear she sleeps with. She has a duck she plays with. Um. She is a hedgehog. She has a hedgehog now. She's just warming up to. Yeah, she doesn't really care for him. She likes the duck. And she just, she thinks she, everything is hers. Um, She should be on the bed in the middle on a big pillow with a crown. (laughs) (laughs) She is a mess. So a question for, um, for the Deatons. What do you think the lesson in all of this is? Uh, as the adopters of a dog who'd been looking for a home for seven years. What do you think the lesson is in all that? I think people should never give up on an animal or anybody, but animals. I I really think that people just, you know, stop throwing things away is the big thing. And take care of your babies. I mean, beautiful animal, perfect. She's well-mannered, spoiled, but well-mannered. you know, they just they just need to take the time. And if it takes six months, it takes six months. But get used to your animal and how they are, because guess what? Maybe you're not the ideal human for them. <laughs> so that that first night when you took her home, uh, did you get the impression at all that she was her? She was missing her previous home there at the shelter after being there for seven years. Um. Yeah, kind of, because she loves these guys. You you would not believe the tears that fell that day. Um, she she really loves Christy and Liz. These and are Kathy. her ladies. Yeah, they are her ladies. And and if someone walks through that door right now, she would protect all of us in this room. So you have to be part of the group to be protected. Mm-hmm. And it's very amazing to me. It, she knows the difference. And she's not an aggressive baby. She's a sweet girl. So how how far do you all live from the shelter, uh, Mrs. Deaton? How, and how often do you get a chance to come visit? Well, we live about 45 miles from here. We live in a little town called Chester, Texas, um, and way out in the woods. And um, 
if we can get into town about every two months, that's we try to come by. Mm-hmm. We I think the last time was about a couple months ago, wasn't it? And, and you guys had- weren't even here. We were out of the office. Yeah, so thanks for inviting us on the podcast because we get to see Baker. So thank y'all. So uh, that's a, that brings up a good question is um, how does the staff react when baby girl comes back? It's got to be like a little bit of a reunion every time she comes back. Yeah. Well, today's the first time since her adoption that I've gotten to see her and I am trying my hardest not to cry. Yeah. I was going to cry. I've been trying not to cry all day. Just thinking about her coming to visit us. It's emotional for me. For me, it, when, it felt like Christmas when they drove up. Like I'm... Like my kids were coming home for Christmas, you know, just that feeling of we're together again. Her story for me is about hope also and that not giving up. We didn't give up hope. You know, we really tried this whole time. And it's not that she didn't have people necessarily come and look at her. You know, people would come and look, but it just, you know, things didn't work out. Like Mrs. Deaton was saying, she had been here, they had been here a few times previously, and so had kind of seen baby girl and uh, things, you know, gotten to interact with her and all that. So uh, it's, it's a fabulous story to be a part of, and we just are so thankful to the community, um, to the Deatons for adopting her, to you know, all the people that um, just ask about her and everything, our community helped in this as well because it was all done through a Facebook post on this one. And so somebody shared that post and it caught their attention. So, uh, you know, if I could thank the person for sharing that post, I'm doing it now, you know, thank you very much. But uh, that's how it works, you know. And it was just us constantly keeping her out there uh, in the public and her story alive. Well, you know, we we have these conversations with people a couple times a month and it's a fantastic job we have, if you can call it that. But this has been one of our favorite stories and, you know, credit to, you know, people can be very critical of social media sometimes. But the one thing to your point that social media does is it allows us up here in central Kentucky to find out about a really cool story about a dog that's been adopted after seven years in Texas. And that just wouldn't have been possible years ago. So we're, we're with you. It's a, it's a fantastic thing to celebrate and we're just so happy for everybody that's involved. And if we can, thank you. And we hope never to have to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) One, uh, one long tenured resident uh, is enough, isn't it? It's good enough for me. It was, I mean, you know, they all deserve to be in a loving home, a warm, loving home. And while we are great people up here at the shelter and care about them and love them while they're here, it's nothing like being in a home. The baby girl has, I mean, just changed 180, you know, and um, I couldn't be more proud for her. Well, how can people find out more about the shelter and support the work that you you guys are doing? So we are on the World Wide Web at uh, AngelinaCountyHumaneSociety.org. And then we have Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook page is uh, Winnie Berry Humane Society of Angelina County. 
What's our Instagram? Humane Society of Angelina County. So um, we're, we're not on TikTok yet or anything like that, but we'll get there. Um, but that's how people can find out about us is through the website and our social media pages. Um, we take donations. We are a nonprofit. And so um, we aren't supported by any national organization. We rely solely on the generous philanthropy of others. And so um, you can donate through our website just or um, we, you know, take checks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you that uh, your all's story is an inspiration uh, to us. And I think to anybody that works in the business of trying to find homes for adoptable dogs, you know, and the lesson of just never giving up and that, the you know, eventually the right match will happen if you just give it enough time. Yes. So kudos to all of you for uh, making sure that baby girls got a wonderful home. And we just thank you for joining us tonight. Thank y'all. And I do want to also mention and thank those that came before us here at the shelter. They helped care for her as well and uh, keep her safe and housed and loved also. She, that was the other cool thing is when we made the announcements, former employees that are still friends of the shelters and all that, former board members, you know, all that uh, just came out and celebrated with us. And it touched the former employees and former board members just as much as it's touching our heart uh, because they were invested as much as we were. Uh, so, I do, you know, they deserve a nod of appreciation as well. Uh, those that came before us. Sure. Well, you, you brought it up earlier. And I think the thing about this story is it's all about hope and who doesn't want to hear a story about hope, right? She's helped me love a little bit more. Well, I think that's a beautiful place to leave it right there. That is a, that's a really nice lesson to take from this. So thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Well, that was certainly inspiring. What a wonderful story about hope and more specifically a story about never giving up hope. Such a happy beginning for a really sweet dog. And so nice to be able to recognize all of the wonderful people at the Winnie Berry Humane Society, as well as Baby Girl's new family. So many people played a part in this remarkable story. Yeah, and that's a yet another dog we have to plan to visit. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to have to take a huge road trip at the end of the year and meet all the people who've talked to us on the podcast and, of course, pet all the dogs. That's right. We'll add Lufkin, Texas to the road trip list. You bet. The thing I love about stories like this and others we've gotten to tell is that they really do inspire people all over the country. My Facebook feed is just filled with stories like this. Of course, I'm an excellent curator of dog stories, <laughs> but it is really rewarding when we get a chance to talk to the people that are behind those stories. 
Say what you will about social media. It is a wonderful way to discover inspiring new animal stories. We appreciate everyone for tuning in to this week's show. We'll be back in two weeks with another Friends with Dogs podcast. But before you go, particularly you Apple podcast listeners, we would really appreciate it if you could rate our podcast. The more people who rate the show, the more people find out about the show. And we really do want to meet all the dog lovers out there and talk to a few of them, too. So more great stories coming soon. Until next time, go do something nice for a dog today. Bye, y'all.